What is happening, amazing people? Thank you so much for joining the show. This is the Kyle Chitty Show with a special guest today, which I am super excited about. So let's not waste any more time and head over to the conversation. Um, listen, yeah. so I, I actually also wanted to ask you this question because I heard your testimony before. Um, yeah. And man, it's like, it's definitely powerful. Like, I yeah. mean, like we all obviously do also have a testimony and yeah. I would say none of it is less powerful, you know, but um, yeah, I think that your testimony would also definitely also bless also a lot of people, you know. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. So maybe you can just, I don't know, start with like an introduction of like we are yeah. and also what do you do? And then I was about to say the floor is yours, but we are on a call. So the call is yours. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah. So, so um, five years ago, April 2015, uh, my life radical, radically changed. But before that, it, it was just a normal, basic life. What normal? I'd, I'd like to say normal people do, um, even yeah. though that's not a word actually to use in in the in the sentence. But but yeah, I had just I thought I had this normal life because normal, for me, normal now is you know experiencing God on a daily basis. That's normal for me, and that's supposed yeah. to be normal Christianity for everyone who calls himself a Christian. Yeah. It's supposed yeah. to be a normal thing to experience God as a father, the Holy Spirit as yeah. a comforter, as a, a provider, as a healer, and as a friend. You know. Um, yeah. But before before you come to the Lord, it's just a, it's a it's a mess of a life that that we live in because the the Bible says in Romans six twenty three it says that we've all uh, sinned and all fallen short of the glory of God and sin, uh, it's a thing that we were born into. Adam yeah. and Eve messed up in the garden and sin and death came into our lives mm. and now that sin mm. leads to death um uh, the sin leads to death spiritually and physically it leads mm. to death so my life was yeah. all about about sin sex drugs rock and roll and that was it you know yeah. you would wake up on a monday morning and if you pray you pray for friday to come so that your weekend can start and uh yeah. and then it's only about drinking partying and seeing who's the next girl you can get in into bed with mm. you know um, yeah, yeah. And then, then I met this girl. I was, uh, I was 19 years old, and I remember as clear as daylight. 19 years old. Me and my friend went out for a good night, and uh, but we started at his house. We were sitting there on the, on the little porch that he has here in Uppington, just mm. outside of town. They have a, a nice big house that's built on a yeah. like on a hill. So you look all you look over the um, Orange River flowing through town, and you look over the town, yeah. the Orange River, and all yeah. the. Um, the green vineyards uh, uh, down, like if you look over from the porch, you can see the vineyards from the the farmers around the area. Yeah. And we were sitting on the porch, we were having brandy and smoking a cigarette, and uh, and I and I remember telling him, hey, and I showed him we still had mix it on our phones back then, you know. <laughs> Come on, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. What's that that we don't have now? It was mix it. So <laughs> I showed him on mix it this this name of this girl, and I said, man, have you ever seen this girl? I asked him, and he said, yeah. Have you seen her legs? And, and I was the guy. Yeah, like, yeah. If you had some nice legs on you. That's it's my girl, you know. And <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I and I immediately texted her, and I'm like, "Hey, Scott, you know, let's chat a bit. What, what?" So we started chatting through all through the night. Yeah. I was busy partying. She was at home because she was 15 years old at that time. I was 19. She was 15. She was still, still in school, and uh, we started chatting on Mixit. Yeah. And uh, oh, wait, that was actually way before. She was 14. I was 18. And then mm. the year after that, we started chatting again. We started chatting just, you know, like a 
friendship kind of chat mm-hmm. and then a year after we started chatting again and then a relationship was born out of that place so i dated yeah. this yeah. girl for about five years and then one night I, I was still in working she was just uh she just finished school she was one way one year out of school i was working as a um, sales rep for a company called lumber city the biggest yeah, one yeah. is actually in cape town and then uh, we have we have the one here in uppington and this one is um not so big but is doing business for about 10 different uh, cities and towns around in the area and i was yeah. i became a sales sales rep for them i was really good at what i did um but i didn't know the lord didn't go to church it was just the same old thing we get up in the morning i was heavy into fitness and and training and eating healthy and living mm. healthy um, yeah. Occasionally, then I would just go out and you just have a nice time with friends and and whatnot. So, um, I I was really good at what I did. So I went uh, to work that day. Usually in the morning, I do a, a training a training session. Some mornings I did three hours. Some mornings I slept in, but usually I did a training session in the morning. Went to work. Went to gym after that, and went to my girlfriend. But this yeah. specific day, I remember. Um, I went to work. I was rapping at going from Uppington to Olifantzouk, which is about 160 k's from here. Then from Olifantzouk mm-hmm. to the nearest town, Kuruman, then Katu, then Posmasberg, and then coming back. I was rapping all those towns in one day. And then I yeah. came back that night, and my girlfriend made some nice food for us. So we had a nice dinner together. And then after that, I went to my bucky, got in the bucky, and she said, uh, well, you know, it's not going to work for us anymore. She yeah. thinks it's going to be over. So I thought she made a joke because we just had an amazing time <laughs> um, yeah. eating. I went back to my house and I'm like, you know, honey, thank you for this awesome evening. I'll see you tomorrow. Can't wait to see you. I love you. And she just yeah. takes it back. It's not going to happen. And uh, and wow. I couldn't understand what's not going to happen and what's, what just happened, you know, because there was no fighting. There was no nothing. It was just it's not going to work anymore. And I couldn't mm. understand it because mm. I had this, this girlfriend for five years. This was the love of my life. This is, was the, the one person that I thought I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. I'm going to get married to this woman. You know, she belongs to nobody. She belongs to me and I belong to nobody. Yeah. I belong to her. And yeah. this is the thing. And, um, and what people don't understand is that when we can have many gods in our lives without even realizing it. We, you yeah. can, your wife can be your God. Your children can be your God. Finances can be your God in your life. Anything that you put in front of Jesus becomes yeah. an idol or a God that you worship without you even knowing that you worship this thing. Mm. And then when yeah. that thing leaves your life, then everything else falls apart because your God just left, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and if Jesus is not the God of your life and the King of, of your life and the ruler of your life, and the the one who is in and on and through you all the time, then when anything else becomes that thing, and that that thing that you that became your idol or became your life, that thing leaves, mm, your life will yeah. fall apart because all of a sudden yeah. the God that you that you had left. Uh, but but knowing that Jesus will never leave, that makes yeah. everything different. You know that that makes a difference Definitely, in yeah. everything you do, everything you say, everywhere you go, because you know this is the one thing. It will never leave, yeah. and it's him. Yeah. When when everyone else leaves, he will never leave. When everyone else fails to to uh, you know to 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 meet your expectations, he will never fail to meet the expectation because his word yeah. is true. Yeah. His promises is yes and amen, and and he's not a man that he should lie. You know, 
Um, yeah, so we definitely. can literally stand on what God's saying. It, it says in Numbers 23, 19, that God is not a man that he should lie. And if you look yeah. at, uh, you go back to the book of Jeremiah 1, 12, it says that he is ready to perform his word. He's not a man that he should lie. He's ready to perform his word. His word is true. And every promise in that word is yes and amen. It's not, no, maybe I think about it. You messed up last week. I don't think I'm going to do yeah. it anymore. He's yeah. not a, he's not wavering. He's not a double-minded man. He's not unstable in what he's doing. He is a man yeah. of his word. And, uh, and I didn't know it because I didn't grow up in church. I didn't have a church background. My mom and dad mm. forced me to go to church back then because the religious, traditional churches say, if you do not come to church, then you will not be able to get married one day. And if you die, yeah. then you will yeah. not be able to get buried one day. So I told my mom, well, if, I, if, they, don't get, if they don't marry me and my wife one day, I'm just going to live with my wife for the rest of my life because yeah. I'm not going yeah. to church. Everything in that church was dead to me and nothing was different. It was just the same thing that you saw outside of church. You go to church, you dress up nice. And the pastor, yeah. we didn't have pastors. <laughs> you had dominis or reverends, you know. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, yeah. They would, they would light the smoke off the church and you'd go, what the heck, you know. And then yeah, the weekends yeah. when, they, when they do the whole, uh, I don't know what the kermis is in English, but they have this kermis thing going on and then they will literally sell wine and get drunk and all this stuff. Wow. So, yeah, it wasn't for me. I was just like, no, I'm, this is not for me. Uh, I'd rather live my life the way you know I want to live it. I'm my own God. I know what to do. And many yeah. people will say, yeah. well, I don't need your Jesus. But but yeah. I ask this question. Well, what did you do up until now, and what worked for you? Because most of the people do what they want to do, and nothing works out for them. They, yeah, they, yeah. And and there's a saying we always say, why do you want to meet tragedy before you meet majesty? Mm, why do you want to wow. go down to the bottom of the pit before you need to look up and see that there's actually a light that wants to shine on you that loves you that wants to yeah. draw you into him and keep you safe and lead you into the way of righteousness lead you into the path of life and lead you into yeah. that perfect yeah. position that he has called you in from the beginning of earth from the before the foundation of this world that god has already had a plan for your life he had a purpose yeah. for your life and you need to just walk in it the bible actually says in Ephesians, it says, we are the workmanship of Christ created for good yeah. works. Yeah. Um, and then he says that he what he created beforehand so that we can walk in it. So he actually created those good works for us a long time ago. We just need to walk yeah. in it. And, yeah. and, we, yeah. and the only way to walk in that stuff <laughs> is to say, I actually believe that God has a plan for my life. I actually believe yeah. this word yeah. that it is true. And because I believe this word, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to follow it. The, the one thing that the Lord yeah. showed me, and this is so simple and uh, uh, simplicity the Bible says the simplicity yeah. of, yeah. Uh, of, of the gospel is in Christ Jesus. Simplicity mm. is in Christ Jesus. And, um, and the thing is, last week, so simple, the Lord showed me again. He said, what is it to follow me? What is it to follow Jesus? And he took me back to John yeah. 1, wow. where it says, in the beginning was the word. The word was with wow. God. The word became flesh. Following Jesus mm -hmm. is following the word. And following wow. the word is following Jesus. Because he is the word. Wow. The Bible is the... The, the, Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God, but the word of God is Jesus in print. This is Jesus in print. So if I yeah, want to yeah. follow Jesus and I don't know how to follow Jesus, it's by reading the word, applying the word, and wow, doing what it powerful, says. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's, that's the easiest way to say mm. how to follow. It's just to do what, yeah. what the Bible says, you know. And um, so I didn't have this stuff in my life because I didn't grow up with this. I knew that there was a God and there was a Jesus. I had my, my grandma was a full-on born-again, spirit-filled uh, warrior of Christ. But I remember times that I was three, four, and five years old visiting them. And, and at that time, you don't hear the full gospel. You don't understand the yeah. full gospel. You just know grandmama, she prayed. 
and and you had an awesome time <laughs> yeah. with her, you know. So you read yeah. the word in the morning as you prayed sometimes, but you didn't you didn't fully understand the full gospel and what Jesus actually did on the cross for you. And and yeah. that's why it says, you know, uh, John 8, where it speaks of verse 32, 31, 32, where it starts speaking about the truth. You will know the truth. The truth will set you free. And then it goes on yeah. to verse 36. And we, well, you, the son, sets free, is free indeed, you know. Um, yeah. When yeah. when Jesus sets you free, you're free forever. And And yeah. people need to actually believe that thing. Many people get free and they stay free for six months. And then they're going back into work, <laughs> yeah. back into religion and back into this and that and the other thing. And they get stuck in bondage again, not actually believing the gospel that the blood has set you free. And it sets you yeah. free from everything. Yeah. It sets you free from hate, depression, uh, lust, uh, anger. It sets you free from uh, unforgiveness. It sets you free from all of that stuff. And then you just start walking to what God has called you to walk into. Yeah. And this yeah. is what happened to me. So, you know, my girlfriend left me and I thought, well... Uh, let's see how she'll do without me because you know i've been and and when you're in the world it's all about you me myself it's like the unholy yeah, trinity yeah. you know it's me myself and i <laughs> instead of the holy trinity father son and holy spirit you go into the unholy trinity <laughs> yeah it's yeah, me yeah. myself and i it's just about me 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 and so self-centered <laughs> yeah uh, that's your own self-centeredness and i always tell people 90 89% or 98% of all the problems that you have in your own life is because of your own fault, because it was your own self-centeredness yeah. that brought you to this place, yeah. of your own selfishness, and all, always thinking about me and never putting other people above yourself. You know, it's yeah. a, that's a change of heart that needs to take place because the heart of stone is a self-centered, focused heart. It's just mm. me. I need to be seen. Yeah. I need yeah. to be recognized. I need to be loved. I need to be accepted. I need to be this. I need to be that. And if I do something mm. for someone else and they don't see me, I get angry at me because now they don't appreciate me and I just try it. And that's yeah. what the whole world wants is acceptance and love, but they don't know how to do it. Exactly, they yeah. work their way yeah. into that place. Now, I, I, mm. let me do this and see if they can do that. And when you look at John 3, 16, it says, God so loved the world that he gave that everyone whosoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. It's not that place of God so loved the world that he gave his son now expecting you to do anything back. He just loves you. That's why yeah. he gave you Jesus yeah. in Romans 5. It says that um, five eight. It says that um, even that God proved His love for us. That even while we were yet sinners, He He yeah. sent His Son to die for us. Christ died for us. So while we were stuck in pornography, while we were stuck mm. in any sexual immorality, while we were stuck in a drunkenness and orgy, orgies yeah. and parties and and you know that self thing, while we were still in that junk that the devil places in our lives because we our flesh wants it. That's a self-centered kind of love. It's not, a, it's not a life that is laid down. It's not a love that is there to, to lift up others, to serve others, to, to love on others. Instead, it's a love that wants to be loved, that wants to be accepted, that yeah. wants to be seen. Yeah. It's a self-centered thing. And then out of that place, sin is born because pride is the root of all of that stuff. And then yeah. because of pride, the devil was kicked out of the the um the 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 devil's kicked out of heaven because of pride, you know. And mm, pride yeah. is the root of all sin because pride says it wasn't me, it was them. And because of them, wow. that's just the way that I am. And because of my <laughs> yeah. dad that did this, now I'm the way that I am. And because my mom never did this to me, now I'm yeah. like this. And yeah. pride says Definitely. it's always them and it's never me. Well, humility comes to a place where it says, Well, I know it was them, but they didn't know who they were when this happened. And I know yeah. now who I am and I know who Christ says I am. And even yeah. though they made a lot of mistakes, all of my junk that went wrong in my life, Jesus has made it right on the cross. And now I accept 
that free gift of salvation. I accept the love. I accept the grace. I accept the mercy. And I accept the freedom that Christ paid for me. And now, because of that, I can walk in this complete wholeness and freedom. And now, all of a sudden, the Bible is not so difficult to walk out anymore because you love yeah. Jesus yeah. in a way, you know. So what happened to me was when my girlfriend left, I thought, well, let's see how she would do this life without me because it was still about me. It was a life, a self-centered yeah. life. It's mm. about me. She wouldn't be able to make it because I'm the one that brought her to this place. I'm the one that made her who she is. I'm the one. And actually, we were just nobody. You know, we yeah. were nothing. Yeah. We were nobody. But I thought it was only me. So I thought, let's do the party thing for another week and let's get another girlfriend. Because in, in my uh, previous life, in, in my worldly life, they used to tell me, in order to get over someone, you need to get on top of someone <laughs> exactly. else. Exactly. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. And I thought, and I thought, I'm just going to get a new girlfriend and get someone else and just, you know, do a rebound thing. And then by hopefully my girlfriend will see what she lost, you know, because she just lost the gym. She just lost someone that's really, yeah. you know, worth of something. And, and because if that's all that selfish thing that came in, it's not, it was never a thing of, oh my gosh, what did I do wrong? Maybe I should just ask forgiveness. Maybe she just, no, it was all about me. It was just a me self-centered thing. And many people in the world are still like that. It's just about them. And when people leave their life, they still think it was the other person's fault and it's never their fault, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. so after one week, I thought maybe I'm just going to go back and see maybe the, the like in Afrikaans, they'll say, you stop it, gaan lay. The dust has just yeah. settled. Let's just, <laughs> let's just uh, I wanted to go back and see, maybe I can sort this thing out. So after one week, I went back to my girlfriend's uh, house. I came there. There was, a, there was another car standing outside. It wasn't her car. Mm. It wasn't a friend's car. It wasn't a car that I used to see. So I thought, oh, this is crazy. So, you know, I better, I'm not going to make a scene, but I'm going to try and get yeah. as close to the house as I can. So I got through the neighbor's uh, yard, got over the wall, got to her window and the, the, the lights were on and I leaned my ear towards the window and I could hear her and another guy speaking on the inside yeah. or talking to yeah. one another. Man, and at that time, I was, uh, I was, I was strong. I was in bodybuilding. We used to say, you're only <laughs> yeah. in bodybuilding when you're on stage. But I was never on stage, <laughs> but I was heavy into yeah. bodybuilding, you know. Um, and I was training really hard. I was full of steroids. I was really angry. I was depressed. Yeah. I was anxious. I was a fighter. At that time, I had uh, four years of close, close quarter combat training behind, yeah. uh, you know, behind my name. Knife fighting, stick fighting, gun fighting, you name yeah. it. I was a yeah. fighter. And, um, and I used to promise my girlfriend that, if uh, if she ever if I ever catch her with someone else or if she ever uh, cheats on me, I'm gonna kill that guy slowly in front of her. Yeah. And I'm gonna kill yeah. her and then I'm gonna kill me. And yeah. um, and yeah. that was a promise that I made. So and I was I'm still the one that when I say my yes is my yes and my no is my no, you know. Yeah. So yeah. um, yeah. so uh, I uh, I knocked on the window and I said, can you please open up the window? I could hear you guys speaking on the inside. And um, and then all of a sudden the lights went out. Now just to say it wasn't load shedding back then. It was just flipping <laughs> of the lights, you know. Yeah. The lights yeah. went out, and I said, "Listen, I could hear you guys on the inside. I know that you're there. Just open up the door. Let's talk." And I didn't want to talk. I wanted to kill that guy because who is yeah. he? Where did he come from? And why is he with my girlfriend? We've only yeah. been out for one week, you know. And for for mm. anyone that has uh, that has ever went through a a breakup or a, you know a, a, any kind of relationship loss or anything like that you know that's a that's a terrible thing to go through that's a, a heartache that nobody understands nobody wants to go through you never want to go through a place where where someone leaves you for someone else because that's yeah. where the i think a rejection route comes in as fast as i don't know faster yeah. than we use data you know it's, it just comes yeah. in it makes its place it shoots roots in and then it bears 
ugly fruit, man. Ugly fruit. Yeah, many, many yeah. times we want to kill the fruit. We don't want to kill the root because we don't know what the root is. There's the yeah. fruit on yeah. every root. And the rejection has a root. The root is a rejection. The fruit of that rejection is that place of I need to find acceptance. Uh, by someone or through someone else and I'm going to do it through pornography, I'm going to do it through lust, I'm going to sleep around, I'm going to drink, I'm going to take uh, drugs, I'm going to do this and that. Yeah, and that's, a, yeah. that's the the fruit of rejection is all that chunk that you see on the outside because you want to you want to fulfill that empty space that you have with something else. Yeah. And many, many times the only way to kill that root of rejection is to actually forgive the person who rejected you. So many times yeah. I see it and, and, and I'm just going to name a few uh, uh, scenarios where I see um, people go way wrong in life because of one person yeah. they couldn't yeah. for, for, forgive. And many, many times I see it when, uh, when people go way off of the road is when a father has never been a father to a child. Mm. So you'll see a father yeah. in the yeah. house but not a father in their life. And when that father is not in their life, there's a there's a, a a root of rejection that that took place in their life. So now all of a sudden, the they want to find acceptance through people or through things or through whatever you can name it, sex, drugs, rock and roll. That's the easiest thing yeah. I can yeah. think of. You you find it in that way, and now you come into that performance mode. And and we see it. I see it. I'm not gonna you know pinpoint a lot of stuff because yeah. people, people yeah. might get offended because there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of people a lot of uh, pinpoints that I can take in different kind of even in businesses today I meet a yeah. lot of businessmen yeah. and I know that these people could only have come here if they uh, suffered a lot of rejection in their life because now all of a sudden their main motto was I'll show you yeah, yeah. you didn't yeah. accept me but I'll show you what I can do and I'll, mm. I'll prove to you that I'm not as bad as you think that I am and I'll show it to you and I'll I'll make a point of it. And then people get really successful in life. And I'm not saying it's all the successful people, but most successful people who are so top and successful and angry and frustrated is because there was a father in their life that, that told them yeah. they will not yeah. make it in life. And they wanted to show him, you know. So, um, and, and you'll see it with, with women as well. And many, many women that has a father in their life, uh, in their house, but not in their life or abusive parents or uh, they've been uh, molested as children. They turn out to be, you know, angry, grumpy people, um, or they get married to people that's 10, 12, 15, 20 years older than them, not yeah. knowing that they actually want to have a father in their life. And again, I want to say it's not always the way it goes, but most of the times they're people that are in those yeah. situations yeah. because they want, they want that father figure. And, and everything is spiritual that we do. The Bible says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against spirits mm, and principalities yeah. and high places, you know, so... I I was rejected um, at, in school my whole life. I was rejected. The, the, I didn't have many boy, you know, guy friends in my school. And I always tell the people that the reason for that is because the girlfriends liked me very, very much. So I had a lot, <laughs> lot of girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. All the girls, all the girls liked me. So I would be uh, in, yeah. during recess. I would be between the girls. The weekends I would be between the girls because the girls liked me and I was I was a smooth talker. Um, so yeah. the guys didn't actually like me back then. Um, and I don't think many guys like me now, but, uh, <laughs> but, but, but girls liked me that back then. So, and I wanted to have, I wanted to be accepted. So I slept around and, and, you know, I wanted to be the cool dude. I slept with, I was 14 years old and I'll sleep with 18 year old girls. That was my trick and yeah. or out of school yeah. or, or I'll just be out of school and, and, and I'll literally, I'll take a woman away from her man and she'd be 10 years wow. older than me. And, you know, I'll be yeah. that. 
that kind wow. of I'll be the cool guy now. You know, this guy. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. uh, So I had a sugar mama, and you know what they yeah. all that stuff yeah. that they call. Because um, because I wanted to be accepted and seen by people, and I and I never never knew that I was actually accepted in the beloved before mm. the the foundation of the world. So when that girlfriend left me, all I wanted to do was just drink and party the nights away, and I wanted to kill myself. That was the thing that I yeah. thought about yeah. every single day of my life: is how am I going to kill myself? Because I cannot do this anymore. I the life's not life's not worth it. I lost the one that I love. And people would yeah. say, let's, let's yeah. just go have a drink. And there's many fish in the sea. And I go, no, I don't want any other fish. I want this fish. This is my fish. And if I cannot get this fish, then I don't want other fish. I don't have anything to live yeah. for. Yeah. So, so that night when I, when, when I went to that house, she didn't want to come out. And I desperately wanted to get into that house because I wanted to kill that guy. And I want to kill her. And I want to kill me because I was so done with it, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I said, listen, if you're not going to open the door, I'm going to knock the window out. And nothing happened, so I knocked the window out. And as I knocked the window out, they put on the lights again. And and the guy, when, when I pulled the curtains away to see who was on the other side, the guy on the other side was about two times my size. And I thought, <laughs> oh, my gosh. This yeah. Is now, now, the, now the fight's on, you know, the fight's on. I'm going to take this guy down. And, um, and I said, come out, come outside. I'm, let's talk, let's talk. And the guy said, no, he doesn't want to talk. We can talk through the window. And I thought to myself, that's any McDonald's drive-thru. I'm not talking through the window <laughs> to anyone. you got to yeah. come outside. <laughs> yeah. so I went around the corner and I wanted to go through the door. And I started shaking on the gate until one of the, um, one of the screws went loose or the rivets went loose. The, my girlfriend opened the door and it felt like my whole world just fell apart. I fell to my knees. I started mm, weeping. Yeah. I couldn't move. Just started weeping. And I, s- I said, why, why, why? And she said, well, she wanted to give me another chance, but not after this. And I'm like, why, why? Yeah. You know, I don't understand yeah. why. Yeah. And it felt like it felt like someone cut my chest open, ripped out my heart mm, and gave it to the yeah. dogs to play with. I couldn't understand that pain. It was a pain that I never felt before. I've never felt so rejected. I've never felt so worthless. I never felt yeah. so worth nothing. I never felt like that. Pain was so much. I couldn't bear that pain. It was too much for me to carry. I couldn't understand it. The only thing that I thought in my mind was, I'm going to find out who this guy is, and I'm going to yeah. kill him. I'm going to kill him, yeah. even if yeah. I had to pay people to do it. I'll pay those, those people to do it. I'm going to kill this guy. So that night, I found out who he was. I found out where he lived. I found out everything to the finest detail of who he was, and I knew that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely get, get this guy and sort him out. So I found out that the next day he's going to play um, for Katu rugby team, going to play against Uppington's yeah. uh, rugby team. So I thought, I'm going to go to that uh, to that game, and um, I don't care if, if he's on the field. I'm going to walk up on the yeah. field. I'm going to yeah. kill him on the field. I don't care. So I, got, I went to the game the next day, and when I got there, obviously it's a small town. Everybody already knew what, yeah. what happened yeah. the night before. So I went to the game, and now the whole rugby team was on it. They were. They told me like, Picard, we know why you're here. Listen, mm, I'm telling you, yeah. if you make one move, we are all gonna get on you, and you're gonna have it, you know. So I thought, oh my gosh, I'm. I don't stand a chance because I'm not a big guy, and these people are all farmers. You know, have you ever yeah, seen a yeah. Kalahari farmer? Dude, these people. <laughs> yeah. It will be minus six outside in the morning, and they would only have uh, two pairs of short <laughs> pants on. Because they will not wear a jean. It's just not the way they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You will not find them with any long pants. It's just short yeah, pants. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm like, no, I'm, I don't stand a chance with these guys. So I went home and I just started weeping and crying and weeping and crying because I couldn't understand 
why why there was no reason there was no nothing it's just i just got dumped for someone else and i couldn't understand yeah. it so um for one month that was the only thing that i wanted to do i wanted to kill myself every single day i went to work i, I couldn't even train because when it yeah. when it comes to the heavy weights i would just you know everything inside of me would just give up i would push the heavy weights to see many people there's people that would cut themselves um, to get all that pain outside, and the Lord once told yeah, me, he said, yeah. uh, the 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 no amount of outward pain would ever be enough to quench the amount of the inward pain. Mm, and wow. and this was later on in my life. But I know today that even if you're a cutter and you're listening listening to this, man, I want to tell you that no amount of outward pain would ever be enough to quench the amount of the inward pain. There's only one yeah. that can give you the peace. That's a pastor's understanding, and his name is Jesus. Many pe people yeah. don't know how to accept him because religion has uh, told them something different. It's just in a place of, Lord, I have, I have messed up, and I need you to come and rescue me. Please save yeah. me. I accept yeah. you as Lord and Savior. And then that piece of that's a pastor's understanding will just flood your heart. And you'll know that you know that Jesus just walked into the room and that he saved your life. But I didn't yeah. know it back then. So I wanted to do everything that I could in my own power and my own strength to you know save myself and i couldn't and the bible says that it's not by might not by power but by my spirit says the lord god can only save you by his spirit and through his spirit not in your own strength not in your own might and not in your own power so mm. i went i went on day to day all that i could think of was how am i going to kill myself i tried to plan maybe i should you know i couldn't i don't i don't have any um like I don't have a pistol or any guns in my house, but I know my dad has a gun somewhere and I need to get the keys of the safe. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and if I take it, would it be enough? Would it blow my brains away? And, and would it be a mess with people? How would my mom and dad find me when they get me? And I mm. thought that one, that one's not going to hurt maybe, uh, or not going to work. Maybe I should get a, a jump off the bridge. And then I thought, yeah. what if yeah. I jump off the bridge and, and I just jump into a rock and I break my leg or I get yeah. paralyzed yeah. or then I'm going to still be alive. My life's going to be even a greater mess than it's now. So maybe yeah. that one's not going to work. And then I thought maybe I should just take my car and go on to the Vintuk Road because we're close by the um, the border of Vintuk, Namibia. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Namibia, the border of Namibia. We're about 120 k's from the Namibian border. So And it's a straight road. So I thought maybe I should get on that road, do 180 uh, kilometers per hour, and then just pull over the car and then just die in a car crash. You know? yeah, and then yeah. I thought, now if I do that, then I'm going to leave my dad with that because of the car and this and that. So I thought, ah, it's going to go home and I'm going to, uh, my husband's going to put the pipe in the exhaust of the car and then just, you mm. know, die. That's all that I wanted to do. So I went home after one month. People, there was literally people walking past me every day that I knew that, that would be able to help me or give me some kind of advice. And they never did. They never stopped. They yeah. never asked. Yeah. And when, whenever anyone asked me, Hey, what's wrong? I would just start crying because I couldn't even, I didn't know how to contain or how to get rid of that pain. It was so much pain that I was in. I, I can't even explain it. If people, yeah. they, there might be people listening to this now that, uh, that go, I know exactly what that feels like. I know what it feels like to go through uh, um, a breakup. I know what it feels like to go through that kind of a rejection. And, and there might be people listening to this and go, this dude has no idea what it feels like to go through pain because I've been through this and that and the other thing. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's okay. People go through different kinds of stuff. And the end of the day, there's a heaven and there's a hell. There's a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. And there's a Jesus on the cross yeah. that died for us that paved up the way and opened up, up for us for us to be completely free and know him intimately. But I didn't know it. 
So I went to my house this one Saturday. I put the exhaust, uh, the pipe in the exhaust. I had it through the window. I started the bucket, and then the pipe fell out. And I got so wow. angry and frustrated, and I was crying yeah. and weeping, and I just wanted to die because the the only thing that I kept on hearing in my own mind was the world would be a better place if you're gone. The world would be a better place if you're gone. Yeah. And yeah. And the thing is, if you meditate long enough on anything in your head, that thing will go to your heart, and when it goes mm. to your heart, it becomes your reality. It's the same thing with someone that has a, a, a drinking problem. They would say, I'm going to stop drinking. And then one week after that, they start thinking about the, that cold beer that they actually just would love to have now. And yeah, then they yeah. keep meditating on one beer won't, won't hurt anyone. You know? And then they keep meditating on that thing. And then the thing goes to the heart. And then all of a sudden, boom, they start drinking again. They fall back into yeah, that yeah. old habit. And they don't know how to get out of it. Same thing with pornography. They they look at a woman with lust in their heart. They go, I don't want to look at it. And then they meditate on what they just saw. And they meditate mm. long enough. They go into pornography. And then they act upon what they meditated on. And that's why the Bible says, keep your mind on things above and not things beneath. Yeah, because we yeah, need to yeah. keep our mind focused on things above. So we meditate Definitely, on everything yeah. that is in above. So that what is above would drop in our hearts and that what is, in a, is above would be a reality in our lives now. That's why we pray the prayer. Lord, uh, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on yeah, earth yeah. as it is in heaven. We want heaven to come down to earth. Jesus didn't pay a price for us just to get to heaven one day. He wants heaven to be in us and around us and for us here on this earth. And, uh, yeah. and uh, you know, if you don't know it, then you're just going to live this life in, in misery and anxiety, mm. depression and anger, yeah. hate, bitterness and all that stuff. So I tried to kill. Uh, that's, that was the first attempt. The pipe fell out. I put the pipe back in my stuff. Uh, some uh, um, papers and bags and stuff in the exhaust pipe. I stuffed it in there so the pipe won't fall out, fall, uh, fall out again. And um, I started the bucky again. As soon as I started the bucky, the pipe fell out again. Man, I was so angry. I yeah, went into yeah. the house. I got the sharpest knife that I could find. Um, and I put it against my wrist. And I was ready to just let it go through. And let me just die. Let me just bleed to death if that's what's going to happen. Mm, but today, yeah. today, I'm not going to live a day longer in this. And I put the knife to my wrist. And I, and as I was about to pull it through, my pit bull came around the corner. I had a pit bull. Me and my girlfriend at yeah. that time bought a pit bull together. And we, the pit bull came around the corner. And she looked me in the eyes. Her name was Zia. And uh, it uh, yeah, yeah, fell yeah. back. And, and wow. in her eyes, I could actually feel or hear that this dog was saying, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, and I, yeah. And I wept and I wept and I, I was crying even harder than before. I couldn't even see through my eyes. I just wept and wept and wept and mm. wept. And I went to my room and I wept and I cried and I wept and I smoked a cigarette and I drank some wine. I smoked another cigarette and smoked another cigarette. And, and you know, people say, well, I need to smoke because uh, I have a lot of stress in my life. Let me tell yeah. you this. I've, I smoked for, <laughs> for nine years. You smoke one cigarette and the stress is still as much as it was before you smoked yeah, the cigarettes. Yeah. That's, a, that's such a lie from the devil that smoke would take away the stress. It doesn't. You just, some people say you won't go to hell for smoking, but you smell like you came from it, you know. So that's <laughs> wow. a, that was a, that's a thing. I smoked so a lot. So, um, and nothing happened. Peace didn't come. I went to my room. I cried and I wept and I cried and I wept. And I got so angry with God because now all of a sudden you have this, God lie that comes in the enemy comes to you and say, Hey, if he's such a God of love, then why this? And I started yeah, believing yeah. the lie of the enemy. Why is this a God of love? People say this is a God of love, but if he is a God of love, then why does my life look like this? If he's a God of love, then why did the only one that I love walk away? Why did they walk away? Because he, yeah, he, yeah. 
people say this is the God of love and love doesn't look like this. Love never walks away. And, and you know, you, you have all these lies that come in and you don't know how to handle it. So I called my mom. I said, mom, my mom's a nurse. She didn't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, she had understood what's going on, but she didn't understand what's going on actually. So I said, mom, please, uh, if you have sleeping pills, bring me some sleeping pills. I, I can't sleep at night. And my mom mm. brought me some sleeping pills and she told me, if you drink this, switch off your phone because you'll start typing weird stuff to people if you're honest. <laughs> and that's yeah. really strong sleeping pills. It will work in a, in, in a matter of like 10 to 20 minutes, 15 minutes, yeah. 20 minutes max, you'll be out. And I popped one of those sleeping pills, nothing happened. Popped the second one, nothing happened. I thought I'm going to pop the, the last three that was in that uh, slice. You know, you get those sleeping pills, you get 10 in a, in a that uh, slice. Uh, what do you call it? Is it a slice? Um, I've got no idea as well. <laughs> yeah, but you know that you know that you get them like ten in a packet, or five yeah, in yeah, a packet. Yeah. So there was ten in a packet, and there was I got two packets. One at ten in, and the one at five in. And I popped five of those. Nothing happened. And mm. afterwards, they told me five was enough to put me in the ICU. I didn't know it. Wow. But five was in my body. And nothing happened. So when that nothing happened, I took another another puke, and I popped the last ten. So now I had fifteen wow. sleeping pills in my body. And nothing happened. There was I wasn't high, I wasn't drunk. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't, yeah, yeah. I wasn't tired. I wasn't nothing, and I was really angry because now I couldn't even die. God just took away my girlfriend in my eyes. God took away my girlfriend. Uh, yeah, it's he me. He's not a god of love. He doesn't exist. And all that stuff went through my mind. So I went out of my house and I screamed out. I said, "God of love, if you're a god of love, then why does my life look like this? If you are truly yeah, a god yeah. of love, then..." Why did the one that I love walk away? And I was really angry and I started shouting at him. And the first time in my life, I could hear the voice of God. He came to me and said, Jesus revealed himself to me. He said, you're angry at me and you don't even know me. And in that moment, I stepped back and I knew, how can you be angry at someone you don't even know? How can you be angry at someone for something they didn't do? Because many people blame God for stuff he didn't do because they do Mm. not know him. They're angry at him and they do not know him. And the scripture actually says in Matthew 7 that many people will stand in front of him saying, Lord, Lord, but haven't we prophesied? Mm. Haven't we done miracles? Haven't yeah. we crossed our demons? Yeah. And then he will say to them, but I haven't knew, I didn't know you. Depart from me, I didn't know you. No, he would even yeah. say to these people that's doing miracles, that is prophesying wow. that's in the church. Wow. He would even yeah. tell them, I didn't know you. Depart from me, wow. I didn't know you. You who practice lawlessness. And um, and. And I thought by myself, man, I've got to know this God. And then next morning, I went to the first church that I could get to. And the pastor preached the message. And I, I, know, I remember going to the church. And the people that, that were so excited to see me, that ushered me in. Those are the same people yeah, that yeah. got drunk with me on the weekend. <laughs> I came there and they were yeah, like, yeah. Picard, welcome. And I'm like, oh yeah, my yeah, gosh. Yeah. You were the guy <laughs> drinking with me Friday night. And now you're working at church? This doesn't yeah, make sense, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. I didn't know much, but this just didn't line up with what I what I felt in my heart. It was like, how can you even get drunk on weekends or even drink and then on church work on a Sunday and you tell me that you represent yeah. Jesus? How wow. how do you do wow. that? You know. Sure. Um, so I went into the church. I, I I picked a seat that wasn't in the light. There was a it was a dark place mm-hmm. in church. I just sat at the back. Um, and the only reason I came that morning was I wanted to give my life to Jesus, but I didn't know how. And I remember yeah. Yeah. the night before I texted a friend that knew a guy that knew the Lord. Like, you know, how, <laughs> how crazy is it that you got to take someone that knows someone that knows the Lord, you know? So, and these <laughs> yeah, people yeah, call yeah. themselves Christians. You got you to yeah. know Jesus. Yeah. You, don't, no, you don't need to call someone that knows someone that knows God. You know, you got to know yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he wants to know you and he wants to be known by you. 
So, um, so I, I remember a year before I tried to commit suicide, we were invited to go to a, a braai. Um, me and my girlfriend went to that braai, and there was this tall dude with a bald head, and he just sat there. And then I went to go pour in some cool drink for me and my girlfriend. He came back, she's crying, and I'm like, "What the heck? What just happened? Why is she crying?" Yeah. And this dude yeah. just—he just sits there and he says, "Well, the Lord just told me," and then he starts laying out everything that God just told him. Wow. And it was so spot on in our lives, but we didn't give our lives to Jesus. We didn't yeah, know that yeah. the gospel and what we just knew at that time that this is weird because he just told us everything that that like the woman at the well. He just told us everything that that we did, you know, it was yeah, that, yeah. that thing. And uh, and I remember that night that I tried to commit suicide. I remember that dude from one year ago. So I called my friend. I said, "Listen, there was this dude." at your house one night at a bride this and that and he said yeah yeah and he gave he gave me the number i texted the the the, the guy I said listen i uh and i just started confessing you know I, i'm stuck in pornography i'm i'm doing drugs yeah, i got drunk yeah, and yeah. my girlfriend just left me and i just started confessing all the stuff that's in my life and this guy texted me back that's awesome just ask god to forgive you and ask the holy spirit to come live in your life and he, uh, in your yeah. heart and he'll do wow. it and i thought to myself that's too easy that's not the way it works you know in my heart <laughs> yeah I'm yeah like, yeah no, it doesn't work like this, bro. <laughs> there know? needs to be more, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there needs to be more to this. And and he said, and, in my, and, and I, um, it's like telling someone that's that's been doing this for years, he doesn't know how to do his job, you know. I was like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. that's not the way you do it. That's That's got to be more. It's not that simple. And I went to church that, the next day. That's the reason I went to the church, cause, because I felt like that. Now, I can do all this, but, man, that's, yeah, it's yeah. got to be more to it, you know. And I went to church, and... uh and that the pastor preached the message there, and I, and I can't remember the full message, but I, I remember some parts of it. And then he made the altar call, and he said, if there's anyone here that wants to give their life to Jesus, and yeah, I yeah. ran to the front, man, I ran to the front. It was only me. There was no one else. It was just me standing yeah, in the front. Yeah. I had my hands in the air, and I was like, I'm giving my life to Jesus. And the pastor said, just pray this prayer after me. And I said, I, I'm giving it all. I'm just giving it all. And yeah. I didn't even pray the prayer. I just said, I'm giving it all. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, and yeah. when I left that church, it literally felt like everything lifted from me. That that heavy wow. burden. That's why Jesus says, everyone who is uh, burdened mm. down my life, heavy laden, come to me and I will give you rest. I could feel that burden just lift from me. And I knew that I knew that I knew that the Holy Spirit just made his home inside of me. I knew yeah, that I knew yeah. that the devil knew that I just got saved. I knew that I'm filled with God. I knew that he loved me. And I knew that my life's never going to be the same again. And that's the day that yeah. I texted my girlfriend. I said, I just gave my life to Jesus. And she said, yeah, for yeah. how long? And I'm like, forever. And she never came back. <laughs> But, but I'm just, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. for Jesus now. I couldn't care less if she comes back or not. I just yeah, knew that yeah, Jesus yeah. is real. I wept my, the whole way to my mom's house. I came there. My mom's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I said, I gave my life yeah. to Jesus. She said, I'm so glad you found your path. I said, I didn't find a path. I found the only way to heaven. His name is yeah. Jesus. And my mom and dad yeah, wasn't yeah. born again. I, and I was just, I'm preaching now. You know, I'm preaching yeah, the gospel yeah, yeah. in my house. Yeah. And everybody's frustrated. My, my brother's uh, atheist. Wow. My mom and dad's not born again. And, and they got frustrated with me in my life. And, and I was like, no, no, no. Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the only way. Now. And I tried to get my old Bible that I, that I think someone, my grandma or someone bought me yeah, years yeah. ago. I got that Bible out and I started, and then this dude that, uh, that uh, texted me to tell me that uh, you could just ask Jesus to come live in you. Yeah, he yeah, sends yeah. me a text. He says, you should read Job. And I'm like, 
yes, I'll read Job, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, Where's yeah. Job in the Bible? And I started reading the Bible from the front to the back. And I was like, where's Job? Where's Job? And I found Job. Many yeah. people say, oh, Job's the most difficult book to read. When I started reading yeah. Job at that time, it was the most exciting book in the Bible for me. I was like, yeah, what the heck? Yeah. This dude's losing everything. And then God just gives it back. Yeah. And he restores yeah. everything and everything more twice. And, and mm. everything made so much sense for me in that time in my life because I felt like I lost everything but nothing mattered the day when I gave my life to Jesus nothing else mattered I just knew yeah, that Jesus yeah. is real he loves me he loves people so that that was the Sunday the Monday I started testifying at my workplace so wow. people say people Picard do you look different I said yes I am different I gave my life to Jesus and they go oh my gosh for well, how long because I was the one that was you know, F and Z and flip and zip and yeah. yo master. That was the that was the old <laughs> yeah, thing, you know, yeah, yeah. And I was just yeah, yeah. it every time. And now all of a sudden I just love people and I'm like telling everybody about Jesus. I have the worship pumping at my desk. Yeah. And they yeah, go, yeah, yeah. You can't have that worship pumping in your desk. I'm so sorry, I'll make you a cup of coffee and I'll put the earphones in, I'll just pump that worship in my ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because uh, I didn't know be- I didn't know better. I just knew that Jesus loves me and he loves people yeah, and that I, know, I messed up my whole through. life. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I started making this video. So I made this video to say, hey, if I ever offended you or hurt you in my life, I don't know who you are, but I, I just want to say sorry if I ever, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, anything. And I just started apologizing to everyone, started calling everyone that I felt I needed to apologize to. And I just asked forgiveness from yeah. people. And some yeah. people didn't even know what the heck was going on, but I still asked yeah. forgiveness. And I'm like, I made Jesus and I just want to ask you to forgive me for this and that and the other thing. And, and then God started to set me free in that place. And and that's where my ministry started because yeah, back then, yeah. the only thing I wanted to do was tell everybody that Jesus actually lives, that Jesus is actually alive, that Jesus actually saves, and that Jesus heals. Because I went to uh, a few weeks after that, this dude, this bald guy became a good friend of mine. I've been traveling with him in ministry for, for the first yeah, year and yeah. a half of my ministry, and he was super prophetic. Like I've, up until today, I've met a few men that walks in a prophetic yeah. like that dude does. He yeah, would walk yeah, yeah. into a house and start lay on everything in that house. The whole, the whole past, the whole present, and he starts prophesying into the future. That was, yeah, it was just yeah. like that, you know. And um, and I remember he taking me to uh, on a, a outreach in, in George back then. Um, and then that night there was an elderly lady. She was about eighty years old. She was bent over, ninety degrees. Uh, bent over with a kiri in her hand. She walked up to yeah, me and she said, yeah. can you pray for my back? I said, sure, I'll pray for your back. And up until then, I haven't seen a miracle. I've, I've been in yeah. visions and dreams and, and crazy yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. like yeah. that. But I, I didn't know what miracles is and signs and wonders and prophetic words and words of knowledge. Didn't know a thing of that, man. I just knew God loves people. God loves me. He wants to forgive you. And if you don't come to Jesus, you're going to go to hell one day. That's the reality. Yeah, yeah, you need yeah. to choose Jesus today, you know, because your your choices have consequences, and mm. the consequences of choosing sin is to be an eternal separation from God, and that's hellfire. Yeah, yeah. Teeth that will, will always be gnashing, worms that won't uh, stop eating, fire that won't stop burning, all that stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. So I remember that night, this lady bending over, and I said, uh, and, and I was like, Live Jesus, Dangi Ferrara, you know, just came. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, only yeah. Everything that I knew how to pray, I was like, <laughs> you know, and then. The power of God came over. She fell down in between the chairs. The chairs were all over the place. She just fell down. I started yeah. crying. I'm like, I didn't push her. I didn't push her. I didn't push her. And the, yeah. the guy came yeah. to me. He said, don't, don't worry. Just God, just God, just touched her. You know, it's not you. It's not you. Wow. The lady got up. Her back went straight. And she started running in circles and threw her kitty away. 
and just wow. start running in circles. And wow. I cried. I, I ran out of the place, and I'm. And there was, and we were in a township. There was people yeah, yeah, hitting yeah, each yeah. other with bottles and throwing rocks to, wow. towards one another. I'm, and I'm crying in the midst of all of that. I'm like, God, what just happened? What just happened? Yeah, what yeah, just yeah. Happened? And people needed to come outside and come, you know, come comfort me and go, this was just God healed someone through you. And I'm like, what just happened? I don't know what yeah, just yeah, happened. Yeah. I didn't push the lady. And, um, and I went back and they told me, no, just God just healed someone through you. And I said, yeah. listen, if God just healed someone through me, I'm going to pray for everyone that is sick. Wow. And that's where yeah. everything started. So the next day, when we went into shopping centers and I would see crutches or kiddies or wheelchairs or you yeah, name yeah, it, yeah. Dude, I yeah, would be laying yeah. hands on all of those people and praying for them. And I start to see people yeah. getting healed. Wow. I've seen people getting out of wheelchairs. I've seen the deaf here, the eyes, the blind see, yeah. the crippled. Wow. I've seen legs grow back. I've seen literally, uh, I've seen uh, tumors just disappear under my hands. Wow. So all that stuff started wow. happening. And this wasn't because I went to Bible school or some famous <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. lady's hands on me. It's just, I just believe Jesus and I believe the word of God. The <laughs> yeah, Bible says in yeah, John 16 yeah. that signs follow the one who believes. And I didn't understand yeah, all yeah. of it. And I still don't understand all of it today. But I know one thing, that if the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. And if you actually mm. would believe the Bible, that God will work miracles through you, he will work miracles in you. You will change your life for the greater good. And I, it's been five years and I haven't earned a salary in five years. I don't ask people wow. to come preach wow. at the church. Yeah. I didn't even yeah. charge traveling cost, nothing. We go on our own wow. cost. We trust yeah. God for provision. We travel all over the world internationally. And God has just been providing supernaturally. And we never come to Jesus for what we can get from him. But let me tell yeah. you this. When yeah. we come to him for who he is, your life will get so much better in a good way. Yes, there will be tribulations. There will be persecutions. Yeah, yeah. That's the stuff that we will get for following Jesus. The Bible says, if anyone desires to live a godly life, they will suffer persecution. John 16, 33, it says, and in this yeah, life, you yeah. will have tribulation, but in me, you will have peace. So you will have all that stuff in this life. But let me tell you this, the peace that comes from God surpasses all understanding. And I will not yeah. trade that for anything else that this world can give. Jesus is a safe place. He's a safe place for those who run into him. He's a safe place for anyone who comes to him. He is the miracle worker. He is the provider. He is the healer. He is the lover. Yeah. He is a great friend. He is the father to the fatherless. He's the hope to the hopeless. He's the light in the darkness. He's everything that you need and so much more. And most importantly, God is love and perfect love cast out of all fear. And today, yeah. in this broadcast, I want to put it out there. Today, there is a chance for you. This is a good day yeah. for you for listening to this. This is a good day for you to get free. You might be saying, but I've been struggling with a secret sin in my life. When I close my door, I do stuff that people don't know of. And when I go out, I'm a hypocrite in front of people. I'm telling you today is a good day for you to get completely free. You might tell me that you have been in a, living in sin openly and you want to get out of it and you want to be set free. You want to meet this Jesus. You don't want to meet the Jesus of religion. You want to meet the Jesus of love, a Jesus of a relationship, the Jesus that wants to know you. And you might be the one saying this. You might even be listening to this and going, gosh, this guy's crazy. But something <laughs> is talking to me and I need to give my life to Jesus. You might say, I've never given my life to Jesus or I have given my life to Jesus, but I've slipped away. Today is a good day for you. And if you are this one listening here and you know that you know that you need to get right with God, you know that you know that you're lost and you know that you know that you, that you have to come back to the simplicity of the gospel, to knowing that he loves you. And knowing that you are loved by him and that you want to love him back. You know, the Bible, said, uh, the Holy Spirit once told me, said, the pure love for Jesus is having complete access to sin, but not accessing it. And then he took me to wow. John 14, 15 that says, if you love me, 
you will do what I say. You will obey my word. So today I just want to pray for you. If this is you that want to come back to God, mm. if this is you that want to say yes to Jesus, or this is you that wants they want to lay your life down at the altar, let the fire of God burn up everything that is not of him in your life. Just want you to put your hand on your heart and you just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you today. I thank you for the cross. I thank you for your blood. I thank you that you love me. Today, I repent of my sins. I confess that I've messed up. And Lord, your word says in 1 John 1, 9, that if anyone confesses their sin, that you are faithful and just to forgive me of it and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And I thank you that the blood of Jesus is on my life. And today I thank you, Jesus, that you would burn up everything in my life that is not of you. Consume it, all-consuming fire. Holy Spirit, I receive you. Let my heart be your home. And Jesus, I thank you today for that cross. And I thank you that it is that easy to accept you as my Lord and Savior. Be Lord over my life. Be Lord over my finances. Be Lord over my family. Be Lord over everything. And Lord, help me to walk out the word so that I might follow you, that I might know this word. And because your word says in John 17, 3, that to know you is eternal life, that I might know you and know your word and know your ways, that I might have eternal life, which is in you. God, help me today. I forgive those people that has ever sinned against me and I set them free. And Lord, please forgive me as I forgave them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Brother, I, I really appreciate your story, man. Um, I just... Also, I had the goosebumps. That's how amazing it is. And, Amen. And I mean, I'd say the situations you, you obviously faced was was bad, uh, but the end result was really also for the glory of God, Amen. you know. And, and maybe just before we go, because you now have an amazing wife, Nadia, right? Yeah. yeah. So maybe share with me about that because she loves the Lord. She loves the Lord, really. So she maybe does. share with us about that. <laughs> she does. She really loves the Lord. Well, um, Nadia, I didn't, when it was four and a half years that I, that I actually prayed for a wife. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe let's say four years, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, four years. Yeah, four and a half years yeah, I yeah, yeah. for a wife. And I didn't, I didn't know what the heck's going to happen. Would I get a wife? And, and literally yeah. yesterday I told the guy, I said, because he called me, he said, uh, well, he just wants to know that all of a sudden, he started struggling with this lust feeling. He said, yeah, is yeah, it yeah. better when you're married? I said, dude, listen, let me <laughs> tell you something. Uh, when, when you pray for a wife so that you don't struggle with lust, you're praying with the wrong yeah. motives. You need yeah, to pray yeah, yeah. that God gives you your best friend for, your, for, your, for the rest of your life. Uh, Todd yeah, White yeah. Once, once told us, Todd White once told us, he said, uh, I was in School of Evangelism in uh, 2017 yeah. in Orlando. Uh, with yeah, Daniel yeah. Kalenda, Todd White, Michael Kulianos. And in that one setting, Todd White said, he said, listen, Adam, Adam, uh, God didn't make Eve because Adam walked in, in the garden around with an erection. And I thought, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is really hard. This is really hard. This is really hard. And I didn't have a yeah, girlfriend yeah, yeah. back then. And back then, my mindset was the same. You know, maybe if God yeah, just yeah, gives yeah. me a wife, then everything would just go better. But it wasn't yeah. like that. So I started changing my prayers and i said lord i need to get married to the best my best friend i want to get married to my best yeah, friend yeah and then i started giving it all away to god and i we were speaking me and my friend one friend speaking uh just two weeks ago about this i remember in october 2018 um yeah i uh, i was sitting on a farm with a friend and and i asked him how did he meet his wife and he said well uh he he called this dude to to ask him how to meet 
oh, your wife, you know, how do you pray for her? Yeah. What, what? Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. said, you need to make a list. And he said, okay, yeah. cool. So he made a list of all that he had, uh, that he wanted in his wife. And then he started praying over that list. And I thought, maybe I should make a list. And I made a list. That was October. Now, this guy, this friend of mine, he made his list. Uh, he made a list, let's say, on a Monday. Eight days yeah. after he made that list, he met, he met his wife. Wow. So I thought, I'm going to make a list. And I'm going <laughs> to trust God for a wife as quick, you know, to come as quick yeah, as he yeah, got yeah. his, his yeah. wife. So I made a list. And uh, that was the 6th of October. I remembered because I, I went back. Actually, I went back on Facebook to check when it was. It was yeah, around yeah, about yeah. the 6th of October, 2018. And then uh, November 2018, me and Nadia started, the 1st of November, me and Nadia started chatting. And uh, March, yeah. the 5th of March 2019, we got engaged. The 7th of uh, September 2019, we got married. So next month, the 7th, we'll be married for one year. Um, and she loves the Lord. She's been with the Lord for the past 10 years of her life. Um, yeah, she yeah, yeah. seeks his face. She prays over everyone we meet. Um, it yeah, used to take me yeah. two hours to get milk. Now it takes us four hours because we pray for everyone <laughs> we meet. Um, yeah, and, uh, yeah. It's amazing to have a spouse that has the same vision. Exactly. And, and yeah, we yeah, always yeah. tell people, yeah. don't. many people will fit the, the bill, you know, but if they don't have yeah. the same vision and heart, mm. you will struggle, especially if you're in ministry. Like if you yeah, want to run yeah. after God's heart and go evangelize the whole world, you better get someone that wants to evangelize the whole world with you. Otherwise, yeah, you'll, get, yeah. you'll just... Because when you get married, your your marriage becomes your first ministry. Then then everything yeah. else needs to come second, you know. Yeah. And if yeah. if God has placed that fire in your heart to evangelize the whole world, you gotta meet someone that wants to evangelize the whole world with you, without a doubt. That has no problem with you praying for everyone. And then you when you get to your table, your food is cold because you just laid fire yeah. into Jesus. Now we rejoice in all of this, you know. And now. Nadia, yeah, yeah. She, is, she just started building her own business and uh, she travels Amazing, with yeah. me wherever she can. Um, and uh, yeah, and I bought her a little puppy the other day. Lily, she's now <laughs> yeah. the first dog that Nadia had since she, she was a little girl. So she, uh, this keeps her yeah, busy okay. as well. And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But such a privilege and such an honor to, get, to be married to someone that loves Jesus, you know, that, that shares the same heart. That's not arguing about this and that or the other thing when when there yeah, needs to be yeah. correction. She brings correction to my life. I bring correction to her life. Yeah, we grow yeah. together. We pray together. And uh, man, it's just, it's such an honor and privilege to to know that God has someone for you. And uh, and that you know that you know that it isn't about the sex. It's about someone that yeah, actually loves yeah. the Lord, that loves you, and that you can do life with. Um, so she she is such an amazing woman of God. I just love her yeah. with all of my heart. I, I say I love her with all of my heart, but we used to. T I always tell her, I, I'll never tell you that I love you with all of my heart because I love Jesus yeah. with all of my heart. You don't. Get <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I really love her with my life. You know, it's, it's <laughs> someone that I lay my life down, um, any moment, any time of the day. Yeah, no, definitely, man. And I mean, you guys are definitely also an inspiration, um, because I normally view like your lives that you do um, yeah. on Facebook, and and it's definitely. I'd say amazing, you know, just to see the bond you have yeah. and the yeah, unity. Um, you, yeah, so definitely, man. So I'm definitely starting my list today as well. <laughs> started the list, dude. Started, man. I had 36 <laughs> points on that list and Nadia Whoa. made all of them. Nadia Come made on. all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You. No, definitely, man. But listen, <laughs> I know you are also a busy man and um, I also appreciate your time. So I'm going to let man. you go. And I know that your testimony will definitely reach also a lot of people, you know, because it's definitely so needed. I mean, it's yeah. very loaded 
you know you you yeah. it's about also identity it's about yeah. you know also suicidal struggles so yeah. definitely man i would definitely also know it would also bless a lot of people so i really yeah. appreciate your time brother man um thank you i'm excited to see where the lord leads you in the future for you and for nadia so i'm definitely pumped about it man i really appreciate you coming on and also sharing so vulnerable also sharing the gospel with us you know which is the most yeah. important thing so i really appreciate it man thanks man thank you for the opportunity i love you man well thank you so much for joining in today i hope you have enjoyed it as much as i did please send us some feedback on whether you've enjoyed the show or if you absolutely hated it we would love to hear from you but until then peace out god and change the world <laughs>